Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspired the Weekcast. Once again, I'm so excited to have you guys listening in today. And I want to thank you all for believing in me. It means the world um, to me as well. And I, I just want you to know that uh, I know that we're going some really difficult times in the world right now. Uh, a lot of people are kind of nervous and scared and wh- wh- what's this all going to lead to. And I've had many of you reach out to me and just ask for advice. And um, over the weekend, I was uh, I felt prompted to ask a really good friend of mine to come back on to this belief cast because I think he has... Um, a very powerful voice. He lives a principle-centered life. And I just knew that he would have some advice for all of us that would truly help us through this difficult time. And his name is Boyd Matheson. So welcome back. Great to be back with you, Todd. Yeah. I, I had I had Boyd on, um, I don't know, it's been a few months now. And the response to, to your uh, belief cast has been overwhelming. People reaching out saying, man, we love what he said. It inspired me to be better. And again, I couldn't think of anyone better at this particular time where we're at in the world to have you come on and share some insight with all of us. Well, it's it's great to be with you, and and it is an interesting time. I don't think any of us ever could have predicted <laughs> or <laughs> right. believed that we would be in, in this kind of scenario. Uh, but I think the important thing is to recognize that, one, uh, we're not the first ones to go through this kind of thing. So right. there's, uh, in times like this, it's good to remember there's always been times like this. And one of the things that I think is most important for us, I think uh, one thing that a lot of people are struggling with is we keep hearing this term, well, it's just the new normal. It's just the new normal. And and I think that's a really bad phrase. It's a really bad phrase. It's not the new normal. It's just the new now. Mm. Because the hardest thing for us to do is to wrap our heads around. When you say new normal, that means it's going to stay the way it is forever forever right and that's wrong yeah and that is wrong and it's really hard for our minds to be able to wrap around well I've, I, if this is the new normal i'm this is this is my existence moving forward yeah uh, and that's really tough and it creates a lot of anxiety a lot of uncertainty a lot of undue stress right and it really hurts us in terms of being present to the moment right uh, you and i have talked before about one of the real challenges is to be present because sometimes we 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 look back at the past and we say, oh, that was awful, that was terrible, that was painful. Right. And sometimes we project forward and say, oh my goodness, if if this is if this is the new normal, uh, I can't sustain that. Right. And that's often when we give up. And so again, it's uh, it's like pain. You know, whether your pain is physical pain or emotional pain, you're you're always dealing with three things. You have the memory of past pain. Yeah. You have whatever you're going through at the moment, the reality pain. Right. And then you also have this projection forward yeah. of, uh, you know, if, I, if I've got cluster migraines. Right. If I start feeling pain and it starts going up on the pain scale. Yeah. And so they think, oh, man, I remember how bad this was last time. And so that's creating additional stress and uncertainty for me. And then if I start projecting forward and say, oh, my gosh, I'm a seven on the, you know, a seven out of 10 on the pain scale. Right. If it goes up to eight, I'm going to miss my my daughter's soccer game and my right. son's piano recital and I'm going to miss yeah. work. And so now I'm creating stress in the future that I can't control. Right. The, the important thing is to learn to the, the new now, because in yeah. the new now, you have the power of and mm. A-N-D. It's a little word, uh-huh. but it's really important because I can experience pain and 
I can get my work done today. I can wow. I can have this pain going on, or I can have this uncertainty in my life right now, yeah. and I can keep <laughs> working on my goals and keep working on my objectives and keep moving forward. Uh, the power of and is really important in this kind of crisis uh, because there are so many things that we can't control. Right. We've got to be present to the moment, the old be here now, uh, and then use the power of and. That, yeah. yeah, I can I can be a little worried about sure. you know, what's going to happen next week or how long this stay safe, stay home thing is going to go on <laughs> uh, or that I right. can't get to work today. And I'm going to keep working on myself. I'm going to keep working on my goals. I'm going to keep reaching out to the people that I love. I'm going to reach out to the people I'm concerned about. Uh, there's a lot of ands out there that will really drive us forward. Wow, I love that. So well said, Boyd. Um, you know, I, I want to give a little background th- on you just for those who may not know you, which is probably not very many. But uh, uh, Boyd is the opinion editor and head of strategic reach for the Deseret News. Uh, he has served as the chief of staff for U.S. Senator Mike Lee. Um, he also was a president of the public, public policy think tank, Sutherland Institute, and you've spent years in, as an international business strategist. Boyd is a regular media contributor. Uh, he's a thought leader, and you're recognized as a voice of reason and principle. And and like you just said it perfectly. Um, I, I call it future tripping. You're going to trip over the future. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is such a scary thing. And one of my favorite lines in the book, The Power of Now, he says, he talks about enlightenment. Mm. And enlightenment is the end of suffering. And in the present moment is the only time we can be enlightened. Yeah. Because that's this is all we got that's is this right. moment. And so I think even though we might be struggling in the moment, but I love what you said. And what are we going to do about it? Yeah, that's are, right. Am I going to play victim to it and curl up in a ball? Yeah. Or and I'm going to stand up, I'm going to get stuff done, and I'm going to do this and that. So yeah. I love what you said. Yeah, you know, I, I had a uh, I had a chance to uh, do a, uh, a podcast with uh, BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. Oh, right uh, on. He gets this stuff in an amazing <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I, didn't, I wasn't so much interested in the basketball portion of the program, as fascinating as that was. Sure, he did yeah. an extraordinary job building a, a program but we kind of went through the ups and downs of of a turbulent season and of course they had big wins and then they were right on the cusp of you know first chance to go to march madness right. ncaa yeah and then everything gets canceled and, and i said so tell me tell me what happened there but more importantly what what was the lesson you were teaching your players as suddenly this dream that they had yeah. fought and worked so hard for which is gone, especially yeah. the seniors who had no chance to come back and yeah, play again. it's over, yeah. And he said, the lesson was the same lesson that we taught every single day in practice. And I loved how he said this. He said, in basketball, the game only asks you one question. There's only mm. one question that the game of basketball asks, and that is, how are you going to respond so if you've missed five shots in a row, the only yeah. thing basketball is going to ask, how are you going to respond to the sixth shot? Right. If the referee makes two bad calls on you in a row, how are you going to respond? What are you going to do next? If you have a great win, how do you respond? Do you have a bad loss? How do you respond? And then he took that one step further. He says, so here we are, coronavirus, you know, all of these challenges, <laughs> right. uncertainty, dreams, you know, cut, changed, altered. The only thing life's going to ask, the only question life's going to ask is, how are you going to respond? Wow. How are you going to respond to the to the right now? Yeah. And one of the interesting things that I found, we have to be very very careful uh, when we go through this kind of change. This is big time change. Sure. Uh, and big time yeah. uncertainty. And to me, that's the test. 
It's always mm-hmm. it's easy when things are going good. Right. Uh, General Patton used to always say, you know, success is not how high you soar; <laughs> it's how high you bounce when you hit bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been saying that for the country, yeah. this is a test of our bounceability. Wow. And individually, it's the same. Uh, our success will not be determined by how high we soar when things are going well. Yeah. It's how high we bounce uh, when right. we hit bottom, and and there's sort of this natural tug and pull that when things are uncertain or difficult that we hunker down right and and that's wrong Uh, so look at it from a a business standpoint most of the great innovations most of the great breakthroughs break with great companies that have been started in this country were all started in incredibly bad economic times (laughs) times when it would have been much easier to say well we're just going to hunker down and write it out Right. Uh, I used to deal with a lot of salespeople and people would say, oh, you know, fourth quarter, so hard. Everybody's thinking about the holidays. And I said, but you know what? Somebody's going to have a record setting year in this quarter. Someone's going to break a record this quarter. Yeah. Why not you? Why not you? And, And so this idea that now is the time for us to hunker down is really wrong. Wow. It's time to push. It's time to stretch. So if you find yourself with a little more time, I mean, how often do we use this as, you know, if only I had more time, I'd exercise. If yeah. only I had more time, I'd, yeah. you know, I'd spend more time with my spouse or my significant other. Yeah. And so we have more time. And so what are we going to do with it? Right. And so being able to say, you know what, I'm going to take this time and I'm going to read a little more. I'm going to study a little more. I'm going to improve a little more. I'm going to reach out a little more. I'm going to yeah. serve a little more. Uh, all of those things are very uh-huh. different because the the way I look at how things are going to roll uh, in the in the coming months is it's it's sort of like a relay race and the people who are hunkering down saying well once the stay at home order is done then I'm then I'm going to really get back at it or you know when I get back to work later on I'm going to try to pick up my skills or you yeah. know increase my effort or I'm going to spend more time with my kids or I'm going to be more concerned about this or that uh, it, it's a relay race yeah. And if you're standing still, when that person comes running around the corner with the baton, if you're hunkered down, you're just waiting, you can get run over. Right. Uh, But the people who are sprinting and running, then when that opportunity comes, they're going to grab that baton and and you go. That's how you win. And so uh, I love the old saying that it's far better to lean into the stiff wind than it is to hunker down and do nothing. Wow. Uh, And so this is not the time to hunker down. Uh, This is the time to... To take advantage of opportunities to think deeply, mm-hmm. to read more, to engage in meaningful dialogue and conversation, even if it's on a podcast. Because right. everybody who's listening right now yeah. is part of this conversation. Sure. And they got a dialogue yeah. going on in your head and, and yeah. it's back and forth. Uh, and so take notes, write things down and say, okay, what am I going to do about that so that I can lean into the stiff wind of the current challenge to make sure I'm running full speed when the next opportunity comes through? <laughs> That is so well said. And I think, you know, a lot of the, the mentality, I think naturally you're like, okay, let's just hunker down and just ride this storm out. But I love what you're saying. It's almost kind of like a, a forward thinking mindset. And as you were saying this, it reminded me of, uh, there's an amazing book out there called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Yeah. And in there he, he quotes Pascal and it's talking about, I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy if. And if we're constantly thinking, well, I'll be happy when this is over, yeah. or I'll be happy, or I'll be better and more improved, and I'll work on this when this is all done. 
then it gets done and then now nothing what? changes <laughs> nothing changes and, and it's that mindset if we get stuck in that then we stay basically stuck yeah and we wonder why we're not feeling good and this and that and what a great opportunity for all of us i guess to kind of dig deep and, and start yeah doing something and, and almost flip that over rather you know i'll be happy when or i'll be happy if it's almost the i'm going to experience this and i'm going to be happy now wow that's it it's got to be in the present yes the and, and i'm going to be happy <laughs> despite what we're kind of going through. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, I mean, you know, you, you're, you know, you're a public figure. You hear a lot of, obviously, opinions from people. You've been talking to a lot of people. You do this every single day. What, what's your overall take of how people are handling this overall? Yeah, you know, I think it's, a, I think it's across the board. Uh, I do okay. think there is sort of a, uh, it's, easier, it's easier to have a bunker mentality and just say, just hunger down, write yeah. it out, get your toilet paper and your water. You know? <laughs> yeah, who would think? <laughs> Hoard some that. toilet paper. Well, I mean, isn't that uh, fascinating? And, and, and so that's, but that's the, <laughs> to me, that's kind of the cop-out uh, mindset. One of the things that, um, you know, it, Mr. Rogers always said, in, in time of crisis or when you're scared, look for the helpers mm. uh, because they're everywhere. Yeah. And, and so one, we should be looking for the helpers. Uh, we should also be looking for the leaders. This is one of the opportun oh, wow. rare opportunities sure. to really observe leadership in action. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? And who's really leading and who's taking out? And I guarantee you, it's not the people standing at podiums uh, giving press conferences. That's rarely where where you see it. Yeah. Uh, and so, so look for the helpers, look for the leaders, and then be the helper and be the leader. Because wow. uh, there's never been a more important time for us to lead ourselves yeah. first to make sure we got our own act together that sure. we're working on that, yeah. and then the opportunities to reach out uh, have never been more significant. Right. You know, I always say at the end of my radio program, you know, today see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. If you can do those three things today, that's a great day. That is a that's great, a really great day. That is a really great day. Yeah, and so just learning to say, okay, even though things are different, it's it's a new now, right? but I can see something that inspires today. And whether that's the beauties of the mountains, yeah. whether it's the beauty of my grandchildren, uh, you know, whether it's the beauty of someone's words or talent or music, right. uh, there's beauty everywhere. So see something that inspires uh, if we lose our ability to feel awe uh, mm. and and inspiration, yeah. uh, we're in danger of losing a lot more. Right. So see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, uh, and whether that's reaching out. Sometimes we, we internalize and say, well, I'm a little lonely today, <laughs> or I'm yeah. having a little challenge today. Right. But we need to make sure we're, we're reaching out, and whether that's a text or a phone call, yes. uh, I would encourage everyone to pull out a good old pen <laughs> and a <laughs> yes. card. And write somebody a note yeah. and send that. Imagine, imagine what that could do for somebody's day-to-day -to, -day to get a note. Oh, man. Uh, people hold on to Love those that. things. Yeah. yeah. And they keep those. And when, they're, and when they're having a bad day, not just today, but a year from now, uh, they'll pull it out. Think of all the things that you save in your boxes and drawers. For How sure. many of those are a handwritten note from a parent Absolutely. or a boss? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so say something that inspires and then obviously do something that makes a difference. We get, to, we get the chance to do. Yeah every day yeah and never assume uh that just because someone seems to be okay that they're okay right because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. there's a good chance that they could i mean i am i am amazed at some of the people who will say i really needed that today or you know thanks for doing that today 
and I, I you kind of look at me like, you yeah <laughs> you what? got your act together yeah you're you good uh, <laughs> and, and so everybody needs that for sure and and again if you can see something that inspires say something that uplifts and do something that makes a difference uh you're gonna have a lot of great todays now wow love that you know it's amazing the power of a letter um you know i've challenged a lot of my clients and i've done this myself where I'll actually write my wife a letter and mail it to our house. Yeah. Or even one of my kids. It's like, why is dad, why did I get a letter from dad to our house? <laughs> it's awesome. But it's an awesome feeling. It's like, it's, it's something that's like getting a present. Yeah. Hey, I got a letter. Yeah. It's in the mail. So I love that you point that out because I think that cover, almost covers all those bases. If you just would every day yeah. write someone a quick little note, tell yeah. them how much you appreciate them. Tell them thanks. You know, tell them, hey, I'm here for you, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and what an influence that is. Yeah, and it's a great way to start your day. You know, Amen. it's so easy to start your day. You know, you, you get into your office. And a lot of people, our office is in our basement, <laughs> you know, now. Or, exactly. uh, uh, but yeah. you do that first, and it gets you thinking outside of yourself. It gets you thinking about qualities that you appreciate in yeah, others. Right. Uh, and it gives you a chance to serve and, and make a difference. So that's often how I start my day at the office. Wow. Uh, is, uh, you know, after some some good thoughtfulness and some prayer and meditation. And uh, they say, okay, who, who should I write a letter to? Wow. Today? Uh, it's, it's a great, great way to start the man, day. Seriously, I just love your energy, <laughs> man. And listeners, this is why I have Boyd on. This is it. This is why. And I hope you're feeling this because... You know, Boyd and I are, uh, are probably the, some of the very few people who are up at 4 a.m., right? You and I can actually call at 4, hey, what you been doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're early. Yeah. yeah, what's going on? So I really do love how you live your life, Boyd. And that's, again, why I want you on here because you're a great example. Not only are you telling these these things, I know you do these things. Because it's one thing, like you said, we can stand at the pulpit yeah. and, and go, here, hey, everyone, we should be doing this and that. But I love because I know you do these things. It's kind of, I mean, you live your life that way. So, but I want to, I also want to ask you another question too, because everyone, it's easy to focus on all the negatives that are going on yeah. because of this pandemic. Yeah. Your perspective, and maybe as a world as a whole, how has this been a blessing even, you know, that we're going through all of this? And yeah. what, what, have, what, what's some of your insights on that? Yeah, I think it's uh, like most things. Uh, in fact, I think we talked about last time we were together, you know, it's one thing to be broken. It's another to be broken open uh, and, uh, and really finding, you know, what we have inside is, is, you know, one of the great blessings. Uh, and so often in challenges and difficulties, at the beginning, we, we don't know if it's good or bad. We just we just know it's painful. Yeah. We know it's it's right. hard. Uh, we know some days it's, it's hard to be awake. Some you know some days it's yeah. a, it's a struggle to get out of bed. Some days if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or an addiction, uh, yeah, you know the the road looks really long and really hard and really steep. Some days, yeah, uh, and it's okay. That's okay uh, because you don't have to you don't have to do that whole thing today. You just, you just got to take one step forward today right. uh, and recognize the perspective in it uh, because so often those things that we think are bad uh, or hard or awful or terrible uh, are really just opportunities. Uh, really interesting, there was a, a junior high here in, in Utah. Uh, it was new, new building. And in the fall, the building wasn't ready. Okay. So for the first couple of months of their fall, they all had to do online school 
Mm. And the teachers had to learn to teach at distance uh, during this period until the building was finished. Right. And of course, everyone was, oh, this is so awful. This is so terrible. You know, it's the start of the school year and we're having to, you know, do distance learning. This <laughs> right. is awful. And so just a few weeks ago, when everyone suddenly had to be home and schools were closed, that junior high, they were they didn't miss a second. Right. Because they'd already done it. Mm. And so what they thought was horrible in the fall turned out to be an incredible blessing for them. Wow. Uh, in February and March. Yeah. Because they were ready. Yeah. They were prepared for it. And and there's things like that all or all around the world in terms of yeah, it's hard, it's difficult. There's a lot of a lot of challenges uh, to be sure. Uh, and this is this is not about looking at the world through rose-colored glasses sure. or glasses that are right. half full or half empty. Yeah, uh, it's a perspective about perspective, mm. uh, and it's so easy because we often get fed it on our social media feed or in the media uh, that you know this we buy into this group griping and pity party and woe right. is me and this is yeah. so bad and my life's so awful. I say like, I got a uh, <laughs> uh, I got a submission at the paper. A few days ago from a, a teenage girl, high school senior, mm. and she had been, you know, online with a lot of her friends who were all just having some group griping and a pity party. Sure. They're losing their senior year. They lost yeah. their last big dance. They didn't get to have, you know, this uh, outing or the big trips and choir tours and all of those things. And she wrote this poem uh, that we actually published uh, on uh, oh, DeseretNews.com. Really? Okay. Uh, and it was just powerful of all the things that they had learned and all the things they had done together and things that would, you know, never go away. Yeah. And it's like, that's a great perspective. Uh, and so you, you just have to be careful. You just have to be careful that we, we rush to judgment of whether something is good or bad. Uh, it just is. Right. We'll turn it into a good or a bad based on how we embrace it. And most importantly, what we learn from it. Mm, very well said. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, I think perspective is the key, yeah. uh, what you said there. And um, I'd really love to get a copy of that poem. Um, I'd love to share that even on my feed as well, which we'll do that. I'll, t I'll look at that. I know, you know, one of the things you do, you have a, a podcast called Therefore What? Um, and I know you've had, you know, over the last couple of weeks, even a lot of people on who are talking about these type of things. And what, what insight are you hearing from people that you've had on who are going through something difficult or, you know, what's their view on this? Yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the interesting things is, uh, is what you do. Uh, both of us are know uh, our good friend, Joseph Grenny. Yes. Uh, great work at the other side Academy, you know, <laughs> just a great social scientist and, and right. his book influencer is, should be must read for everybody on the planet. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But he posted something on his Facebook page the other day, uh, about Sir Isaac Newton. And so this would have been what sixteen early sixteen hundreds, right? Uh, and so he's he's at school. He's go, he's going to college, and a plague, bubonic plague, comes through. Yeah. And so what did he have to do? Stay at home. He had to go mm. back. He had to leave because they shut down the college. Right. And for a year and a half, he had to go back to his family farm. Isolation, <laughs> self-quarantine. <laughs> self-quarantine, yeah. And so what did he do during that period? You know, theories of physics and gravity and color. And so he, he took that season that could have been a season of idleness, could have been a season of uncertainty. And instead he transformed it into 
one of the most important seasons of his life. Interestingly, when they finally opened the school Mm -hmm. back up, again, new now, changed, Changed. right? Yeah. He went back and uh, he actually became the headmaster uh, because his his teacher saw all that he had done and all that he wrote back and, and he stepped down and said, you need, you, you need, need to lead this. Wow. Uh, and so it's, it's really what we do. Um, right. uh, and so I see people, I see people that are, that are taking advantage of that. Uh, I, I keep telling small business owners and, and medium sized business owners and large business owners, look, this isn't the time to hunker down yeah. and do nothing and just hold on, try to write it out. This is the time to explore. See, what can we do different? What can yeah. we do better? How, wow, I've always wanted to fiddle with this part of the business. Well, guess what? Good time <laughs> to start fiddling. Yes, <laughs> you know, this time, is your chance. Time to tinker yeah. uh, is now. And so that seems to be one of the common okay. things uh, that I'm seeing in people is some people are hunkering down for sure. Uh, but a lot of people are saying, hmm, there's, there's got to be an opportunity in here somewhere. Right. Uh, and so how do we find that? How do we maximize it? And how do we move forward? Wow, beautifully said. <laughs> Well, you know, people who are listening to you right now might be going, how in the heck is Boyd like this? Like, give him a little background. Like, I mean, you've obviously cultivated this attitude and this perspective and these principles you live by. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. I know that, right? But, I, you know, from what I know of you, you're a hard worker. You, you know, again, you get up early. You, you start the day off right. You've been doing that for a long, long, long time. But how did where did this come from? Like, I mean, again, you know, let's talk maybe a little bit about your upbringing and maybe stuff you learned from your family through all, you know, growing up. Yeah, you know, it uh, to me, it's it's a kind of a lifelong pursuit, uh, and and everything I do, in, in, including <laughs> what we're having right now. Right. Uh, my immediate audience is always me. <laughs> so exactly. as we're talking about these yeah. principles, I don't want anyone for a minute to think I got this thing figured out. Right. Um, <laughs> but I do know. And I do understand the power of principles. Yes, you do. And yeah. principles applied uh, is where you learn and grow. Mm. And, and so when I'm reading, when I'm on the radio, when I'm writing my column, uh, my immediate audience is myself. And, and so I'm challenging that thinking. I'm looking mm. at the principle. Uh, and that's one of the things that I think we have to get back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and this is one of the things I've really been thinking about is it's so easy that we skim across the surface. Right. And a lot of our problems are because we skim across the surface. And so uh, I remember one time I had a a lady call me uh, when we were at the Sutherland Institute and she screamed at me (laughs) for 10 minutes straight. You know, it's like she had circular breathing going on. She just didn't stop. And she was screaming about Uh something because the only thing she had done was read the headline of an article online. Gotcha. And it just threw her into a tizzy. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if I ever convinced her that, you know, what she was reading was actually satire. <laughs> and it said it in, you know, six in right. letters at the top. Um, but she had just skimmed across the surface. And so when we're in this kind of environment, if we're just skimming the headlines, uh, that's not helpful. Right. It's also not helpful to skim through uh, just forever on your social media channels. Right. Because if you're just skimming across the surface there, everybody's everybody's life looks perfect. Right. And yours looks really crummy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and this is really important. When we when we use that surface and we view our lives through comparison, mm. it's always fatal vision. Wow. 
so one, it's not real of what right. you're just skimming through there. Right. But two, it creates this false sense of where you are and who you are. And so I think it's, there are a lot of people who have allowed this extra time they have to be filled up by forever scrolling through their social media or yeah. binge watching some binge watching, thing. Yeah. And that's all surface stuff. So here, here's the challenge for everyone today. There's a big difference between skimming across the surface and getting to the essence. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I really admire in great radio people, uh, and again, I'm a, I'm a novice radio guy. Uh, Jeff Kaplan from KSL is, mm -hmm. he's a master. He does a thing called My Minute of News. <laughs> and I've been going through this with my son. We've been kind of, as his stay home at school. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so I've been having him go through Jeff Kaplan's My Minute of News and analyze it. Mm. Uh, kind of a little master class. Sure. And you think one minute, man, all I can do in one minute is skim across the surface. Yeah. You can't cover anything in a minute. And I said, no, listen to Jeff Kaplan because you will learn what it means to get to the essence of an issue wow. in 60 seconds or less. Wow. And often in our lives, we're skimming across the surface, but we're missing the essence. And so one of the things that is really important to me, and I'm, I'm not sure where I got this, um, but trying to get to the essence of an issue uh, is a challenge. It requires you to stop, engage at a different level, uh, and then start moving forward. And, right. and so I think that's a, a skill set we've sort of lost in society right. is getting to the essence of things because it takes takes more essence, effort to get to the essence yes. than it does to skim across the surface and yeah. you know to, to make kind of the sweeping generalities. And that's important from a goal-setting standpoint too. Absolutely. When we talk about things in generalities, we very rarely succeed. But when we get to the specific, the essence, yeah. we very rarely fail. Barely, rarely fair. And, and I like what you said, but that's where the effort has to come in. Yeah. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't want to put in that effort. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about effort, if you'll just do it and fight through that, you'll have, you can really have whatever you want. Yeah. Honestly, you want to be happy now, you put in the effort. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be prepared in your home with food and water and money and finances, all that stuff. But what about you personally? Where are you? How are you preparing yeah. yourself? Are you are you strong spiritually? Are you strong mentally? Are you strong physically? Yeah. Are you strong emotionally? Um, that's one of the things I've been kind of sharing with my clients over mm. the last several weeks, month, is those four areas: spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. Let's improve on all four of those areas awesome. while we're in our homes. Yeah. That's let's, right. Let's let's again like what you were saying. Let's do. Yeah. Let's let's make this a, an amazing time for us to be better. Yeah, and, and it's a great time to just resolve. Yeah. Uh, and and when I say resolve, uh, again, let's go back to kind of where we started in terms of right. be here now, be present yeah. to the moment, that new now, not new normal, because one of the things that undermines our resolve is uncertainty. Yeah. And isolation. So and, we're, true. and we're all kind of in the middle of uncertainty mm -hmm. <laughs> and forced isolation. And so we need to break those barriers down. So in, in terms of that uh, uncertainty, how do you create certainty? And, and to mm. me, it's about confidence. Yeah. And, and to me, the rule about confidence is confidence. Confidence is never arrogance. Right. Real confidence happens when you have respect for the challenge. Mm -hmm. You're ready for the task, 
you have that resolve that you're going to push through no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so that's it. So, so whether that is facing the uncertainty of a pandemic, uh, it's like, okay, so let's, let's have respect for the challenge. We know this is serious. We yep. know this is important. For sure. Uh, do we have a plan? What are we going to do? What's, what's my personal game plan? What's my family plan? What's my community plan? Uh, because all of these things are going to be done at the local level. Uh, this is not coming out of Washington, D.C. Right, yeah, this exactly. Is a, this is a in-home challenge for sure. us. Uh, but you can have confidence. And when you have that kind of confidence, mm-hmm. uh, that's when life gets really exciting. Right. Yeah, that's when all kinds of new opportunities begin to emerge. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is to to make sure that that resolve, like if I had to say, you know, I, I'm, I'm exercising every day for the rest of my life, <laughs> if that's my new normal... <laughs> There's, you know, I mean, I'll make it today, maybe. <laughs> right, that, that'll be <laughs> and, and then I'm out, you know. And then I'm out, right. <laughs> so, so don't project that far sure. forward. All yeah. you got to do is, my new now, I am stepping on the treadmill. Yes. And just go. Just go. Uh, yeah. And that's it. Or if I'm going to change this, you know, relationship, or I'm going to work on this in my professional yeah. life, uh, <clears throat> all of those things are just require us to take an action in the new now. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Will Smith uh, talks about how don't worry about building the wall. Lay one brick as perfectly as you can lay that brick today. Yeah. And then tomorrow, lay the brick again. And soon you'll have a wall. Yeah. So don't worry about the wall down the road. That's right. You know, because that can be overwhelming. I got to work out the rest of my life. For, yeah. Oh, jeez. Can't do that. I, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I can do it today. Yeah. I can, I can get, you know, I'm gonna, I can work on myself today. I, yeah. I'm not going to worry about what I'm going to do tomorrow, but here's what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know, such I, a great I, message. Oh, it's, it's so important. I had a great uh, conversation with Scott Miller, who's uh, yeah. executive vice president of thought leadership at Franklin Covey. Yes. And uh, we were talking about, you know, that circle of influence, circle of mm-hmm. concern and things that we worry about. Yeah. And, and uh, we were trying to get into some real practical things. Uh, and, and so I've always said that there's there's really only two things in life that you can worry about. There's only two. So we should all feel a lot better because <laughs> there's only two things you Just can worry two, about. Right. So the first thing you can worry about is the things that you cannot control. Yeah. And I think we all agree that that's crazy. You know, yeah. I, I always use the example, you know, if I'm late for a meeting and I'm trying to rush and I hit all the red lights, <laughs> no matter how tightly I grip the steering wheel, no matter how many times I pound on That's the dashboard, so true. Yeah. the light doesn't care. <laughs> it just doesn't care. And it's going to turn green when it turns green. That is so true. And so, so it's crazy to worry yeah. about something you cannot control. Yeah. So that takes off half of your worries right there. Right, yeah. So that leaves us. The only other thing we can worry about is the stuff we can control. Yeah. And it's even more crazy. It's more crazy to worry about the stuff that we can control. Because if I can control it or I can influence it, all I got to do is make a plan. Yeah. Set a goal. Take an action. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the game changer. So we've just everybody should should just be exhaling right now listening right. to this podcast. We've eliminated everything you can worry about. Things wow. you can't control. Don't worry about those. You can't control them. It's gone. The only other thing you can worry about is the things you can control and if you can control it or influence it, yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Wow, there you man. <laughs> I feel much better just hearing Good. that. Thanks, Floyd. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Now I'm gonna ask you a really tough question because I it'll probably be tough to answer because I know again you live a principled based life, which I really have always admired about you. 
Is there one principle that stands out above all the rest that you that you just love or that this is the one that gets me out of bed in the morning? I mean, I know that's a, a, a loaded question because there's I know there's a bunch. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a tough question. But is there, a, you know, even if there's a few of them that you just really hold on to? Yeah. You know, one that's always been important to me is this uh, pursuit of, of excellence. Okay. Uh, not perfection. Right. Uh, very big distinction big there. Big distinction, But the pursuit yeah. of excellence because I, I think one of the things, I actually think one of the biggest challenges we have in society today is mediocrity. Mm. And I think it's one of the challenges that we face internally, because if you're if you're not really doing your best, if you're not living your best life, you're going to experience uh, what I call divine discontent. Mm. You're not going to be happy. Right. Uh, and so to me, it's always about this pursuit of excellence uh, that, again, from a society standpoint, you know, here in America, we're trying to be one of the first countries, first societies ever to outlive their own success. It's really never been done. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you go back through history and you look at the yeah. Egyptians, you look at the Mayan Empire, you look at the British Empire, uh, Roman Empire. They all achieved some extraordinary things for their time. Right. And then what happened? They got comfortable. Yeah. They rested on their laurels. They started to do the checklist. Minimum standard, just yeah. enough to get by. Yeah. And when they did that, they got wiped out by someone who was hungry <laughs> and someone who was, you know, pursuing right. that excellence in a, yes. in a big way. And so societally, uh, I think it's a big issue in terms of if we accept mediocrity, if we celebrate mediocrity uh, as a society, even as a community, that's the beginning of the end. I'd always tell companies, you know, most dangerous day in the life of a company is the day you're successful. Because uh, it's so easy to get into that comfort zone yes. mentality and that yeah. mediocrity. Uh, and so that's the challenge there. But but then from a, an individual standpoint, uh, you will never feel more alive. You will never be more energized than when you are pursuing excellence. Dang. It just is. I and you that. will never be more miserable than when you are accepting mediocrity in your life. Dang. Now That's that doesn't powerful. that doesn't mean we're stressing, pressing, sure. you know, anxiety yeah. filled. It's not that at all. It's actually a very relaxed space to get into. Yeah. Because when you know you're doing your your best, not anybody else's best. And so it's why one of the things that I know you do this with your clients all the time is let's let's stop and take time mm -hmm. to identify the essence of yes. me. Yeah. What is it that matters because that's where the excellence lies. When you know the essence of who you are and what you're about, uh, you get really focused. Focus right. precedes success in everything we do. Right. Focus always comes first. Mm -hmm. But often we don't get focused because we got so many different things going yep. on. Yeah. We're worried, we're chasing, we're racing about. Uh, and so uh, I, I think probably those two principles, the principle of, of excellence, pursuing excellence, but getting to the essence of who you are what are your principles? What are your values? Yeah. What are those things that uh, you're going to stand up for regardless? What are you willing to sacrifice for? Yeah. Uh, those are those are big questions, and there's never been a better time to take time yeah. to think about those questions than right now. Wow, man, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so well said. I mean, I almost feel like, well, that's a mic drop. <laughs> where, where do we need to go? But I got some more questions for you. Um, that was beautifully said. Thanks, Boyd. Um, 
you know, with your own family, and you mentioned something you're doing with your son, you know, you're, you know, doing this little master class with him. And that doesn't surprise me that you're doing that. What, what are you guys doing as a family? What are you doing? Uh, maybe specifically that you could share with us that's kind of helping you guys. Obviously, you're doing these things, but, uh, you know, maybe kind of share with us what's really going on behind your doors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of it is being very intentional, you know, in terms of what you do. Okay. Uh, and we're not perfect. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> we we, we've had might few, look like we, it. We, we've had a few nights where we've, you know, we've been w- binge watched, you know, seven episodes of West Wing or uh, the right. British Baking Show. Right. You know, we've, we, we, we've had those moments. Right. And, and guess what? Those are okay, too. Yeah. The, the thing, <laughs> the important thing is that you do those by choice, not by default. Mm. And so this is something that we've talked about in, in our home is that, okay, things are a little different. So we, you know, we don't have to be tightly strung all the time, right? Um, but do it by choice. So yeah. I know a lot of people are working from home and finding being your boss. <laughs> we, we always complain about the boss, right? <laughs> you know? but some of us are not very good bosses of ourselves. We're like, right. oh, this is hard. This yeah. is really difficult. Yeah. Uh, and so again, if someone's working from home, again, we've been dealing with this. Um, if you're, if you're going to take 20 minutes and, and watch a show or go on social media, great, but yeah. just do that and right. be present. But too often what happens is this, we're, we're, Oh, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And then, uh, but you know, I need to do this. And so then maybe we decide, well, okay, I'm, I'm just going to watch this show. So we watch the show, but while we're watching the show, we're stressing about something else. Right. So if you're going to watch the show, watch the show. Yeah. If you're going to take time and just chill with your, your family or make a call, just do that. Don't do two things at once. Don't stress yeah. about what you could be doing or should be doing, or maybe could be doing. Yeah. Just do what you're doing right now. Yeah. And so it's one of the things that we tried to do a little more intentionally is say, okay, okay. Uh, we're going to watch, a, we're going to watch TV for an hour tonight. Right. right. We're going to do that. Or we're going to play a game or yeah. we're going to, we're going to go support our local uh, economy and we're going to go get ice cream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Drive through. Drive through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, just do that. Right. Um, and it is, I think it's one of the hardest parts about working from home. Uh, again, isolation is hard. But the other thing is, if you aren't focused and intentional in your choices, you will be exhausted. Oh, wow. Because, and, and tell me if, uh, I'm, this is just confessional time. <laughs> so you're sitting there, yeah. you, you know you should be working on project A. But you sit there and you kind of go, well, should I work on project A or should I work on project B? Or I could make that phone call or I mm-hmm. could send that email. And you hesitate, you vacillate, you go back and forth. And then you go get something to eat out of the fridge, <laughs> right? Right. So the more hesitation, the less inspiration. Wow. The less inspiration, Man. the rest, the less likely we are to act appropriately or effectively. And so do things by choice. Uh, and it's a hard thing. We, I mean, we struggle with it right. in my house. And and some days sure. we're really good, and some days right. we're really bad. <laughs> uh, the one of the things that I've been really trying to be good at during this period is is exercising every day. And that's always a struggle for me because mm-hmm. we we start way early, right. and, uh-huh. and far too often <laughs> I allow the work to bleed over into the evening. Sure. Yeah, uh, and, and so that gets challenging. But I, and again, with a lot of help from my wife, <laughs> we've carved it out. So I, no matter what time I I, I get back home, uh, I'm 
immediately before I start thinking about I'm so tired or I really yeah. don't want to do this or before I really have to hesitate and go back and forth about whether or not I will exercise, Debbie will say, we're going to eat in an hour. Right. You have time to work out and shower and we'll be ready. We'll be ready to and go. So, so it's something that Debbie's done for me sure. intentionally right. to create that space where I don't have to hesitate and vacillate. She knows it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And it's all, and my health is important to her. Right. And so she's like, <laughs> I'll take care of this part. You, you go do this. Uh, and it's been, a, it's been a great blessing for me and a great sacrifice for Debbie. Uh, and it's just part of the way that we try to, we're trying to team up and say, okay, you know, if, if we all come out of, uh, this 20 pounds heavier, <laughs> if the, if the Corona 19 is the number of pounds we've gained, right, you know, exactly. that's a real problem. That is a real uh, problem. So yeah. and it's, that's just one thing that we've done at our house that again, Debbie's been especially helpful to, yeah. to get me going. No, that's awesome. I, I think like you said, if we're trying to do two things at once, you know, like you said, it's exhausting, but I, I would also add it's, that's a form of suffering. Yeah. We suffer when we do that. But like you're saying, if we're going to watch a movie, be there and be one with the movie. Yeah. Therefore, you're not suffering. You're present. That's right. I love that. That was so well said. Um, you know, um, I know that you've, you've shared a ton of advice for us today. You've shared some really powerful principles. You know, maybe with some closing thoughts on, you know, if you could share, you know, someone who's hearing this right now who maybe just, they're kind of in that hunkered down mode. They're kind of, they're feeling lost. They're feeling scared. They're feeling mm-hmm. inactive, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak, not knowing what to do. Yeah. Maybe with some closing thoughts, what could you tell them? So I think one of the things that we all have to recognize in this is uh, we're not alone. There are people around us. There are things around us. Uh, there, uh, to me, it's one of those moments where if you really stop, um, you can go from feeling very isolated to extraordinarily connected uh, in an instant. Yeah. Uh, we we did something in, in our home from a, a faith tradition, mm-hmm. and we didn't really think about it um, at first, uh, but because we were feeling kind of isolated. It's like, well, yeah. we can't go to our regular church meetings and mm-hmm. do our traditional faith exercise on, on a Sunday. Um, but we decided we would do that at home. And it was really interesting as we kind of put that all together, uh, we ended up using a, a wooden table that my father made in seventh grade shop class. Wow. <laughs> and, and then we, you know, and then we, you know, we used a, a, a tray for, for part of the ceremony that was my grandmother's. And then we had, you know, glasses that were from Debbie's mom. And, you know, anyway, and by the time we were done, I was like, holy cow, we are so incredibly connected. Yeah. Uh, and so even in isolation, we suddenly felt very sure. connected. Yeah, I love that. And so if you're one, if you're feeling alone today or uncertain, uh, one, you're not alone. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not alone. Right. You got Todd Sylvester and Boyd Matheson and we got your back. We got your back. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and people should reach out and whether they yes. do that to you or to me yes. uh, through the Internet or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're here. And yes. so you're not alone. So don't think for a second that you're alone in this thing. Uh, because again, isolation is the enemy. Yeah, uh, for because sure. it undermines our confidence, mm-hmm. uh, especially our confidence in ourselves. Right, uh, we're really good at mental gymnastics. <laughs> of, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I don't know why I even try. Yeah, and we give up on that commitment. Yeah, we lose that resolve. 
And so avoid the gym, mental gymnastics. Uh, reach out. Reach out. Uh, however, whenever, wherever. Don't try to do this alone. Yeah. Uh, because you're not. Uh, right. It's the old story of the uh, the woman who scrimped and saved so she could get uh, passage from uh Liverpool over to the United States. Right. Yeah. And, you know, she, she finally was able to get a steerage class ticket uh, on a ship. And, and so, you know, she's down there underneath. And when all the rest of the passengers went up to have their meals, you know, she stayed behind and she had, you know, these little crackers and things. And she just kind of, you know, got by because she didn't have much money. And, you know, she got to the last day of the voyage and she knew she'd need some more strength. And so she took out a couple of coins and thought, well, I'm, I'm going to eat you know, today. Right. And she went up to the captain and, and said, I'd like to buy, you know, a meal today so I can eat. And the captain just looked at her and just stunned and said, well, your meals were paid for in the price of your ticket. <laughs> and so here she had suffered oh, unnecessarily, unnecessarily yeah. because she didn't ask. And she didn't reach out. And so we have things all around us that we can reach out to. And we need to, to make sure that we're, we're doing this. Yeah, that's, um, that's... And then I think if people can just recognize, one, they're not alone. And two, just do something today. You don't have to do everything today. This is, this is not about a guilt-inducing, gotta-be-perfect-by-Friday mentality. Right. It's, it's just a, this is the new now. Yep. That's all I got to deal with is right now. Yeah. And so mentally, that's what I'm going to do. Physically, that's what I'm going to do. Emotionally, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and take those actions. Uh, and then kind of look at it as an opportunity to to send a message to the people you care about and to the universe that you're in this for the long haul. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that during the Civil War, uh, talk about a time of uncertainty. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> you know, the, the country is in crisis, deeply divided. Uh, war is going on. The nation's capital is incredibly vulnerable. Uh, it was a bad position, you know, kind right. of in between the north and the south. <laughs> uh, and many of the people of the world and many people even here in the United States were really questioning, hey, is this is this the beginning of the end of the American democracy? Right. And... There in Washington, D.C., the, the United States Capitol, and in particular the Capitol Dome, the dome yeah. was only partially finished. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of this visual of, huh, I wonder if this is going to work out. Yeah. It's kind of teetering here. Uh, maybe, maybe this is the beginning of the end. Right. Uh, but Lincoln understood that. And so even though resources were scarce and you know all the challenges of, of fighting a war and, and trying to save freedom, he wanted to send the message that, hey, we're here for the long haul. And so he made sure that every day there was work, right. visible work going on uh, on the Capitol Dome because freedom was going to stand for generations to come. Right. And so that was his visual punctuation sure. of this is not the beginning of the end. It's just the end of the beginning mm. of the March of Freedom. And so one of the challenges I've been giving people is what's your capital dome? What is it? Yeah. What is it that you can signal to the world that hey, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to keep so so not just what's a goal, you know, for the next little bit, but but what's one of the what's the unfinished business that I have out there? Right. Declare that. Show that. Wow. That hey, I'm 
I'm here and a year from now, I'm going to be doing X or six months from now, I'm going to have achieved Y. And having that kind of visual symbol, uh, you know, we, we watched uh, over the weekend, uh, you know, interesting how different communities are, are interacting with this. Uh, one that's been fascinating has been the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. Uh, and again, there's kind of a, well, is this the end, beginning of the end? <laughs> right. <laughs> what is this? And, and uh, you know, Russell M. Nelson, the, the president of the church, uh, has taken all of the precautions to be part of the solution as it relates to the pandemic. He's, you know, brought... 30,000 missionaries home, uh, yeah. which, which again, talk about, and it's like, we're going to, we're going to share this message with the world and I'm going to bring 30,000 missionaries home, probably the most extensive evacuation in a generation ever. Yeah. Uh, he talks about the importance of, of being together and gathering. And yet rather than speaking to 21,000, you know, people in the conference center, he spoke to an empty auditorium, uh, you know, he's closed all the all the chapels and churches. Yeah. He's closed all of the church's temples right. around the world. So it's this and it's not it's not an right. either or it's we're going to do this and. And, and so wow. on Sunday, he, he talks about, yeah, we've for the time being, all of the temples are closed and in a great signal of our unfinished dome, I'm going to announce eight new temples around the world today. <laughs> And it, to me, it was just this right. instant moment. It was very Lincoln-esque. For it sure. Was, yeah. Well, we're not done. Yeah, <laughs> you we're know? not done. We're, so, yeah, everything's closed. And we're going to build eight new ones. <laughs> because you know what? The new now will continue to move. Yes. And the, there will be a new now in coming days when schools are open and kids are back in school. There's yep. going to be a new now when it's business as usual and we yep. can come and go as, as we please. There's going to be a new now, you know, when the economy is vibrant and thriving, there's going to be a new now when we can gather together for, for weddings and family gatherings. Yep. And, uh, I can't wait until we can have another March madness, I know. but that new now is yeah, coming. It's coming. It's all coming. And yeah. so the question for everybody is what's your capital dome? What Man. is it that you're going to signal to the world that, Hey, I'm not just going to hunker down and, and, you know, white knuckle my way through this thing and, and start to question whether I'm going to keep my commitments, whether it's in my recovery or whether it's in my relationships. Man. But my new now, this is where I'm going for the long haul. Send that signal. I guarantee you'll have an awesome now. You'll have an awesome day today. Dang. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Man. Folks, that's why I had Boyd on today for, for, for this passion and this power. And thank you for sharing that message. That's very, very touching to me. Um, so for those who want to maybe reach out to you, um, what would be the best way for them to do that? And then how would they find your podcast and your news, your your radio show? Yeah, so uh, podcast, you can, anywhere you get your podcast, it's called Therefore What? Mm -hmm. uh, really easy to find on there. Radio's on uh, KSL News Radio. Mm -hmm. uh, the show is called Inside Sources. Inside it's 11 Sources. to noon Mountain Time. Yeah. Uh, you can also pick up the podcast there uh, as okay, well. Okay, great. Uh, my columns are in Deseret News, uh, Deseret.com. You can always uh, find yes. me hanging out there. And uh, my email address <laughs> is on there. And, uh, and seriously, anyone who's listening, uh, reach out. Reach out. Reach out, and uh, we will connect. There you go. Man, thank you so much, Boyd, for being on. Truly an honor for me and a blessing to sit here 
in person and witness this. So thank you. We are, we have a good social distance. distance. We social did the measuring distance. tape. We, did yeah. the, we got the tape out. We're good. Uh, but I want to thank you. It's bright and early, but I know you've been up for several hours. <laughs> but <laughs> It's just what we do. <laughs> just what we do. But thank you so much. And I know that this message that you shared today and, and the principles and stuff you shared are going to really make a difference to a lot of people. So I, I want to thank you for that. And hopefully they'll reach out to you and thank you in person. Please reach out to Boyd. Check out his podcast and his uh, radio show. It's it's awesome. He has great guests on. Um, I've had the opportunity to yeah. be on, which was really cool, and I really appreciate that as well. So there you go, listeners. Another amazing episode uh, with an, uh, an amazing person, Boyd Matheson. Thank you again for believing in me. I want you to know I love you. I want you to know this too for me. We can do hard things. We can do it. We were built for it. And the proof is, you, th- you look at a, a baby learning to walk. When a baby falls down, what do they do? They get back up. They fall down, they get back up. We were born with the will to never give up. It's in our DNA. Don't you ever forget that. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.